Hello, friends, and welcome to Brainworms, sponsored by Funkinex, the number one product for bone hydration, recommended by 7 out of 10 doctors. What did the other three say? Don't. Don't worry about them. They've been taken care of. Have, have they been sacked? Did you sack the doctors that were speaking out against it? I mean, they've been put into sacks and buried <laughs> under a bridge. Oh, I thought we were doing like a pseudo Monty Python bit. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> dark that went real dark <laughs> the last thing you want is dry bone you don't want dry Symptoms bones of having dry bones is you're rigid and you can walk upright that's not natural a natural yeah. human body is very floppy like an inflatable arm wavy tube man and mm-hmm. you're supposed to slosh around on the yeah. ground you gotta keep those bones hydrated yeah dry bones is extremely unnatural yeah no. you want your sticks to be floppy <laughs> and today we're going to be reading Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Wait, what? Didn't they make a movie about this? They did, yeah. I was interested to see that movie because it had the Iron Giant in it. And then the trailer continued with like mm-hmm. a bunch of five second clips, of a bunch of other characters I recognized. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, that was its whole thing is it was the movie equivalent of that kind of late 90s, early 2000s kind of referential humor where the whole joke was like, hey, you remember this thing? Remember He-Man? Remember Masters of the Universe? It's like Wreck-It Ralph with even less reason for, right. <laughs> for the, the right. references. Also, so, my, yeah, what? Here's the thing. That is a widely loved book. Yep. Why is it ending up in in our corner of the internet? I mean, it's a popular book. It sold a lot of copies. Right. But I've heard dissenting opinions as to its quality and whether or not it's a shameless cash-in on nerd nostalgia. Is this a reach for more listeners because it's a popular book and we're going to lampoon it? I mean, I'm not against that. <laughs> <laughs> what if we love it? You don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think it's getting SEO like it was, you know five years ago or whatever the fuck also as we all know brain worms is the final word of quality yeah. <laughs> it's true yeah. yeah i mean that's that's where you yeah. go if you no, really want to know if something is worth your time it's true <laughs> you've got things like tony awards or whatever you know mm. all that throw it into the corner yeah. you've got your brain worms we are the arbiters of literature <laughs> But yet, apparently, at least the movie, I can't speak to the book, gave the Iron Giant a big fuck-off gun. That's not how that works. Which seems to miss the point entirely of the Iron Giant. Yeah. Okay. Does the Iron Giant fight bad guys? Yeah. So I I can speak to this a little bit, because I have read the book. Okay. And (laughs) I know that when they started making a film adaptation, the problem that they ran into was that a lot of the references, a lot of the things that are talked about in the book mm-hmm. are owned by disparate studios. And so there were so many different studios that they would have had to talk to and get rights from in order to faithfully adapt the book. Mm-hmm. So instead, they just went through the... Or they could have just not have made like, a movie about what it. What do we actually have <laughs> ownership of that we can use instead So the studio that ended up actually making the movie cut some deals for some things, but mostly just used what was available in their intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So you ended up with things like the Iron Giant being used instead of what I think should have been like the Spider-Man from Japanese Spider-Man giant robot. Sure. You know, only in Hollywood can this logic happen. Like, hmm, I want to build a house. 
I don't have proper building materials to make that house. Let's make it out of toilet paper and sell it. Yes, yeah. great Just idea. Use whatever's laying around and hope it works. Yeah. I mean, if you can build a house out of toilet paper, fucking you won. Let's do it. I mean, until the big bad wolf comes along. <laughs> the big bad wolf isn't real. God damn it. Wolfman Jack is real. and He will fuck your house up. It's true. <laughs> the big bad wolf is going to arrive on a stormy day. So it's going to be wet toilet paper just blown everywhere. Probably better than dry toilet paper, honestly. No, because wet toilet paper will like stick everywhere and it disintegrates into little clusters. And yeah. Depends on the toilet paper. If it's cheap toilet paper, then you might not have to worry about it as much. Yeah, take it from me, kids. Always build your house with two-ply. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, let's... I can't wait for like the crowd or the mob hysteria to take what we're saying into... The Iron Giant's gonna steal all of our toilet paper. Everyone buy as much of it right now as you can. <laughs> I heard it on YouTube. I know it's true. <laughs> All right, so then I guess let's do this shameless, popular book read and I mean, see what kind of numbers we pull with it. That's not, <laughs> I'm not doing it for SEO. <laughs> what does SEO mean? If we were doing Search that, we would have to remind people that they can find our website at wegiveyoubrainworms.com. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right, right, right. Or that we have a Patreon link that's actually on the splash page when you get to the website. It's true. Like, we would have to do stuff like that. Yeah. Right. If they were on YouTube, they could like and subscribe and mm -hmm. ring the bell. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of thing optimizes your CO. But we're not really right, interested right. in that. We're not so. doing things like that because we're not no, no, cynical no. capitalists. Exactly. No. no. This is about the art. But what I will shill is the new streaming company that I'm starting up called Ulubes. Is it just short videos of you putting stuff in <laughs> your butt? How did you know? <laughs> I assumed it was all just videos of various lubrications and creatures <laughs> what create their own. <laughs> I just assumed it was just very short videos of Chris making J.O. crystals. Sure. <laughs> and then naming them, because I assume that if he creates a J.O. crystal, he names it. Right, because otherwise you can't perform the proper spells and incantations to draw power from the sun. And what's the point? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that's your prana right there baby yeah yeah don't jerk off in the sun your dick will get cancer <laughs> health advice from chris <laughs> <laughs> fucking damn it. there you go joe there's your new podcast health <laughs> advice from chris <sighs> it's just you listening to chris tell you how to take care of yourself sure <laughs> i mean i would totally produce that for you just to see what shape it took <laughs> I might even listen. Just monthly episodes where Chris talks about how to take care of yourself. Yep. I don't think I could do that for like any longer than like a single comment. <laughs> but if you're in our Discord server or our comment section, or if you want to shout at us via wegiveyoubrainworms.com, let us know if you want to hear Chris's health tips. No, don't. We don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> or let us know if we should just lock him in a box and never let him out. Again. Yeah, possibly put the box at the bottom of the sea. Or just open up the door again. Wait, what? Don't worry about it, Chris. What happened? Shut up. What door? So this new body that I've got, the lack of exoskeleton has made me feel a little uncomfortable. Where did you get the materials for that? I'm not sure. 
Sure, it's a, a, a little bit exposing, yeah. but uh, I mean, your skin is so yeah. soft and I just supple. want to caress you. I got to use it when we did the for the live episode mm. and then tricked me into incinerating it with food. <laughs> but yeah, you, you are a lot softer and more supple and palatable to human eyes in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... I've only got four limbs. Yeah. And I've got flanges. And... Mm-hmm. You're much less dangerous to people around you. I mean. Then why is the door locked? For our protection. And for yours. No. For, for yours. Your yeah, skin for, is so very, soft and yeah. baby-like. It's, it's for your it's safety. It's like it came from someone 15 years younger than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Interesting. <sighs> Just shoveling that mess into the cloning machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do this shameless numbers grip. (laughs) It's a nostalgia trip, Kane. A nostalgia trip. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. I'm sure that's exactly what Ernest Klein told everyone, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's not cynical. It's it's for love. (laughs) Ready Player One. Everyone my age remembers where they were and what they were doing when they first heard about the contest. I was sitting in my hideout watching cartoons when the news bulletin broke in on my video feed, announcing that James Halliday had died during the night. I'd heard of Halliday, of course. Everyone had. He was the video game designer responsible for creating the Oasis. What's the story, morning glory? A massively multiplayer online game that had gradually evolved into the globally networked virtual reality most of humanity now used on a daily basis. That's the part that I find most hard to believe about this book, an MMO that doesn't suck. (laughs) Just second life. (laughs) The unprecedented success of the Oasis had made Halliday one of the wealthiest people in the world. So is this just a cheap knockoff of Snow Crash? Am I understanding that correctly? Um, Snowpiercer? No. Snowpiercer ruled, though. Yeah, Snowpiercer was awesome. Yeah. Similar to Snow Crash, I guess, in that uh, a lot of the action takes place in a virtual reality environment. Uh But, I mean, at the beginning of the internet, that was pretty much something everyone assumed was going to happen before too long. Sure. At first, I couldn't understand why the media was making such a big deal of the billionaire's death. After all, the people of planet Earth had other concerns. The ongoing energy crisis, catastrophic climate change, widespread famine, poverty, and disease. Half a dozen wars. You know, dogs and cats living together. (laughs) Mass hysteria. Is it true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. (laughs) Tell him about the Twinkie. Oh God, we're doing it too. (laughs) What did you expect was going to happen, Jeff? We're infected by... Cheap nostalgia references. I tried to think of something that could never hurt us. What did you do, Ray? <laughs> <clears throat> I do want to point out that the furnace is really clean. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, you know. It seems like it's been thoroughly sanitized. Yeah. yeah. What's going on with that? Don't worry about it. Okay. We're just looking out for you, buddy. Just, yeah. You know, we didn't want Thanks anything lot, weird guys. to get in there. Yeah. With this shining, pristine new body you've got. Any weird leftover remnants, right. chitin, <laughs> or anything like that. Right. Speaking of, hey, Chris, you haven't been getting any weird, like, headaches or, or muscle weakness, strokiness. <laughs> Wait, strokiness? Slight strokey sensations. Smelling toast. Is the toast burnt? I'm very confused. 
No, no, I do not smell burnt toast. Okay, uh, you yeah. haven't been feeling any homicidal impulses or cravings for things like chalk or paste? <laughs> no. Good, good. Good. That didn't sound like you were very convinced about your answer there, Chris. Well, I, I don't crave the chalk or paste, but I still have the same dream every night where I, I take each of you by the head and hold you under the water until the last bubble goes. We can control that with medication. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Joe, I, I think we need closer eye on both of them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, just uh, keep your uh, your finger on the, the kill switch, David. We might need it. Yeah, because, you know, Kane can go out of control at any moment. At any That's moment. That's exactly right. Exactly. It's very, very yeah. dangerous. Ready Player One. Normally, the news feeds didn't interrupt everyone's interactive sitcoms and soap operas unless something really major had happened. Just the advertisements. Like the outbreak of some new killer virus, or another major city vanishing in a mushroom cloud. Big stuff like that. As famous as he was, Halliday's death should have warranted only a brief segment on the evening news, so the unwashed masses could shake their heads in envy when the newscasters announced the obscenely large amount of money that would be doled out to the rich man's heirs. <sighs> but that was the rub. James Halliday had no heirs. He had died a 67-year-old bachelor, with no living relatives and, by most accounts, without a single friend. He'd spent the last 15 years of his life in self-imposed isolation, during which time, if the rumors were to be believed, he'd gone completely insane. He died a 67-year-old bachelor, but he did have a roommate that he shared a bedroom with. Yes, history accounts them as very close friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is this just video game version of Willy Wonka? Uh, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I can feel that, yeah. So the real jaw-dropping news that January morning, the news that had everyone from Toronto to Tokyo crapping in their cornflakes, concerned the contents mm -hmm. of Halliday's last will and testament and the fate of his vast fortune. That's going to be a huge talking subject in health tips from Chris. Don't shit in your cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> See, there is a market for it. Yeah. <laughs> don't shit where you eat. But what if your shit is cornflakes? Uh, you need to talk to someone. I'm not sure if it's like <laughs> Kellogg's or your doctor. <laughs> Maybe there's a Dr. Kellogg out there that I can get both things answered at once. Cornflakes were invented to stop you from feeling horny feelings. It's true. Wasn't there another Kellogg that was hooked up with Aleister Crowley and was all about sex magic? Or was that post Olin Mills, something like that? I don't know. I've not heard that. I've heard the Kellogg guy. There was a whole thing there. Look, all I'm going to say about sex magic is I've tried it and none of it works. Um, uh, I think you have to find sex yeah. to try sex magic. That's in the name. Yeah. So what you're saying is that I wasn't doing the right one, so like I needed to ask myself what kind of magic spell to use. Yeah. Yeah. Slime, snails, puppy dog tails. Now let's go back to hating on this book for making references to the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Halliday had prepared a short video message, along with instructions that it be released to the world media at the time of his death. He'd also arranged to have a copy of the video emailed to every single Oasis user that same morning. I still remember hearing that familiar electronic chime when it arrived in my inbox, just a oh few God, seconds after I saw that first <clears throat> news bulletin. His video message was actually a meticulously constructed short film titled Honor Rock's Invitation. 
A famous eccentric, Halliday had harbored a lifelong obsession with the 1980s, the decade during which he'd been a teenager, and Anarak's invitation was crammed with obscure 80s pop culture references, nearly all of which were lost on me the first time I viewed it. Huh. The entire video was just over five minutes in length, and in the days and weeks that followed, it would become the most scrutinized piece of film in history, surpassing even the Zapruder film in the amount of painstaking frame-by-frame -frame analysis devoted to it. My entire generation would come to know every second of Halliday's message by heart. This is a premise. Adarak's invitation begins with the sound of trumpets, the opening of an old song called Dead Man's Party. The song plays over a dark screen for the first few seconds, until the trumpets are joined by a guitar, and that's when Halliday appears. But he's not a 67-year-old man, ravaged by time and illness. He looks just as he did on the cover of Time magazine back in 2014. Yeah, he's, he's not ravaged by time and illness. You know, the difference between you guys and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep <laughs> laughing. Yeah. It'll happen to you. Time makes fools yeah, of but us by all. By the time I, I get to that point, you guys will be dead, so I won't have to worry about it coming back <clears throat> to bite me. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you threatening me? <laughs> <laughs> Is this some kind of there can be only one thing you've got going here, Chris? Uh, that was a good movie. The one <laughs> only movie. Yeah. It's weird they never did anything else with that premise. Right? You know, like, I remember renting Highlander 2 and then like Highlander the Source, but when I try to think about watching them, it's just a blank space in my memory. Like it's not lost time. It's just it, you two just hours don't remember, yeah. of, of nothingness. The television show had some cool moments. It I don't did. know if it holds up now. I was like fucking ten when it was out, but I remember liking it at the time. I mean, honestly, while I do like it, the original Highlander barely holds up. <laughs> and once again, we're referencing eighty stuff. Yeah, but it's almost solely on the strength of Clancy Brown. Yeah, yeah. Was he the guy that played the the, the, the Kurgan? Yeah, he's the great. Kurgan. I know his name, but he's not a sixty-seven-year-old man ravaged by time and illness. He looks just as he did on the cover of Time magazine back in two thousand and fourteen, and the cover of the Rolling Stone. A tall, thin, healthy man in his early forties, with unkempt hair and his trademark horn-rimmed eyeglasses. He's also wearing the same clothing he wore in the Time cover photo. Faded jeans and a vintage Space Invaders t-shirt. Halliday is at a high school dance being held in a large gymnasium. He's surrounded by teenagers whose clothing, hairstyles, and dance moves all indicate that the time period is the late 1980s. Careful analysis of this scene reveals that all of the teenagers behind Halliday are actually extras from various John Hughes teen films, have been digitally cut and pasted into the video. What an eccentric person. Halliday is dancing, too, something no one ever saw him do in real life. Grinning and maniacally. it was really terrible. He spins <laughs> it was in awkward. rapid circles, swinging his arms and head in time with the song, flawlessly cycling through several signature 80s dance moves. Why is any of this? But Halliday has no dance partner. He is, as the saying goes, dancing with himself. <sighs> A few lines of text appear briefly at the lower left-hand corner of the screen, listing the name of the band, the song's title, the record label, and the year of release, as if this were an old music video airing on MTV. Boingo Boingo, Dead Man's Party, MCA Records, 1985. 
When the lyrics kick in, Halliday begins to lip-sync along, still gyrating. This sounds like the most awkward fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the Ready Player One challenge is not for money. It's just a combined effort to make sure that this kind of dancing never happens again. <laughs> just to, to not cringe so hard your eyeballs fall out. <laughs> All dressed up with nowhere to go, walking with a dead man over my shoulder. Don't run away. It's only me. He abruptly stops dancing and makes a cutting motion with his right hand, silencing the music. At the same moment, the dancers and the gymnasium behind him vanish, and the scene around him suddenly changes. Halliday now stands at the front of a funeral parlor, next to an open casket. His surroundings are actually from a scene in the 1989 film Heathers. Halliday appears to have digitally recreated the funeral parlor set and then inserted himself into it. I had to come here after hearing someone died. I got pulled away from my breakfast club. Mm. And then I need to go home. My parents are gone. I'll be home alone. Wrong. It's, it's, it's 90s. It is yeah. 90s, but I do see what you did there. <laughs> it's all the same to me. <sighs> You're so young and <laughs> stupid. There's times like these where I think he might be better off dead. <laughs> oh. Or maybe, and... Oh, Kane's on a tear. No, I'll stop. <laughs> a second, much older Halliday lies inside the casket, his body emaciated and ravaged by cancer. Shiny quarters cover each of his eyelids. High-resolution scrutiny reveals that both quarters were minted in 1984. Now they can cross the river sticks 50 times. <laughs> the younger Halliday gazes down at the corpse of his older self with mock sadness then turns to address the assembled mourners. The mourners are actually all actors and extras from the same funeral scene in Heathers. You've made your point, Book. You can just tell the story now. We get it. Winona Ryder and Christian Slater are clearly visible in the audience, sitting near the back. Real quick, imagine you die and you go down and it's, it's like real The River Sticks thing, and you just died and you're in the next world. So it's this huge moment for you, and you've got your pennies and you go to the riverboat guy i forget what he's what Caron. His Caron, yeah yeah you give him the two pennies and the entire time he's ferrying you over he's bitching about inflation and how his minimum <laughs> wage job isn't covering like my <laughs> my two kids and <laughs> i gotta feed my my two kids on two pennies you tell me how to make that work god damn it <laughs> and you're just like oh, okay <laughs> i'm sorry especially since so many people these days are shirking the fair <laughs> mm, jump in the turnstile <laughs> Halliday snaps his fingers and a scroll appears in his right hand he opens it with a flourish and it unfurls to the floor unraveling down the aisle in front of him he breaks the fourth wall addressing the viewer and begins to read I, James Donovan Halliday being of sound mind and disposing memory do hereby make, publish, and declare this instrument to be my last will and testament hereby revoking any and all wills and codicils by me at any time heretofore made. He continues reading faster and faster, plowing through several more paragraphs of legalese, until he's speaking so rapidly that the word, words are unintelligible. Then he stops abruptly. Forget it, says. Fuck even, <laughs> even at that speed, it would take me a month to read the whole thing. Sad to say, I don't have that kind of time. He drops the scroll and it vanishes in a shower of gold dust. Let me just give you the highlights. This is as awkward as a 50-year-old guy trying to understand 20-year-olds writing an 80-year-old guy who's trying to understand 20-year-olds. 
What? He doesn't have time to like, you know, read his will, but he has time to put together this shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, I wonder if at his age, if he still had a license to drive. Whoa, that's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he wishes he was 18 again. <sighs> How many other Corey Feldman movies are you going to reference, Kane? That's not Corey Feldman. That's George Burns. <laughs> no, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I thought it was one of the Corys was the young guy. No, no. no. that was George Burns. Nope. Also, it's very relevant that you bring up Corey Feldman, because when he was doing the dance thing, all I could think about was that horrible dance music video he made. (laughs) The funeral parlor vanishes, and the scene changes once again. Halliday now stands in front of an immense bank vault door. My entire estate, including a controlling share of stock in my company, Gregarious Simulation Systems, is to be placed in escrow until such time as a single condition I have set forth in my will is met. The first individual to meet that condition will inherit my entire fortune, currently valued in excess of two hundred seventeen dollars billion dollars. Oh, billion like chump change dollars these days, honestly. Two hundred and forty billion dollars. I'm pretty sure that Bezos wipes his ass with that. Sure. And this book was only written like a decade ago. That's dispiriting. Yeah. But hey, at least we don't have like deadly viruses or uh, climate problems. No. Constant threat of nuclear war. Yeah. Or porkies. (laughs) No. 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 (laughs) I slept too long. The vault door swings open and Halliday walks inside. The interior of the vault is enormous and it contains a huge stack of gold bars. Roughly the size of a large house. I was just waiting for it to be like sacks of money with a big dollar sign on it. Or the Scrooge McDuck room. (laughs) Here's the dough I'm putting up for grabs, Halliday says, grinning broadly. What the hell? You can't take it with you, right? Halliday leans against the stack of gold bars, and the camera pulls in tight on his face. You could probably use it for public welfare programs and make society better but or he could just distribute it equally amongst all people sure just sure equally distributed amongst all people mm-hmm. yeah 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 but i mean you know just use it to have one last wank i guess little buddy either rich it was totally on brand for the 80s though to have a madcap scavenger hunt so people can <laughs> inherit your wealth it's true like brewster's millions yeah yeah, yeah. Halliday leans against the stack of gold bars, and the camera pulls in tight on his face. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what do you have to do to get your hands on all this moolah? I wasn't wondering that. Well, hold your horses, kids. I'm getting to that. God, he talks like an asshole. He really does. He talks like an 80s guy. I have to go return some videotapes. (laughs) (laughs) If I was a guy getting this video, I would immediately just assume that it was a scam and delete the email. I mean, it came to literally everyone on the planet, I guess, so. He pauses dramatically, Mm -hmm. his expression changing to that of a child about to reveal a very big secret. Halliday snaps his fingers again and the vault disappears. In the same instant, Halliday shrinks and morphs into a small boy wearing brown corduroys and a faded The Muppet Show t-shirt. I mean, stand by me, yo. Holiday now looks exactly as he did in a school photo taken in 1980 when he was eight years old. He went back to the future. <laughs> you think he'll stop St. Elmo's fire? <laughs> you know what I bet? Hmm. I bet that casket would be pretty in pink. 
I just, I want this video to stop so bad. It's like the rest of the book can have a chance to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be. I think this is the top gun. <laughs> <God damn> <sighs> well, would you say it was the top gun or the iron eagle? I think this book is just a labyrinth that we're lost in. <laughs> I like how he was resisting and then he finally Joe just gives If you can't beat him, join him, you know. <laughs> I, I want to be part of the fun too. <laughs> this whole thing is just a giant American ninja too. Read the fucking book, David. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbarrenstein bearable. That's not an 80s reference. I don't know. <laughs> You know what? I just hope he pulls out some young guns, you know? Yeah. I'm out. (sighs) Otherwise, he'll be unforgiven. I think that was 90s, too. That was 90s, yeah, yeah. The young Halliday stands in a cluttered living room with burnt orange carpeting, wood-paneled walls, and kitschy late 70s decor. A 21-inch Zenith television sits nearby with an Atari 2600 game console hooked up to it. This was the first video game system I ever owned, Halliday says, now in a child's voice. An Atari 2600. I got it for Christmas in 1979. He plops down in front of the Atari, picks up a joystick, and begins to play. Pick up your joystick. My favorite game was this one. Is it Adventures in Babysitting? Nodding at the TV screen, where a small square is traveling through a series of simple mazes. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. It's just a let's play now. It was called Adventure. Can we speedrun a book? Like many (laughs) early video games, Adventure was designed and programmed by just one person. But back then... Atari refused to give its programmers credit for their work, so the name of a game's creator didn't actually appear anywhere on the packaging. On the TV screen, we see Halliday use a sword to slay a red dragon. Although, due to the game's crude low-resolution graphics, this looks more like a square using an arrow to stab a deformed duck. So the guy who created Adventure, a man named Warren Robinette, decided to hide his name inside the game itself. He hid a key in one of the game's labyrinths. If you found this key, a small pixel-sized gray dot, you could use it to enter a secret room where Robinette had hidden his name. On the TV, Halliday guides his square protagonist into the game's secret room, where the words created by Warren Robinette appear in the center of the screen. This, Halliday says, pointing to the screen with genuine reverence, was the very first video game Easter egg. This is fascinating. Robinette <laughs> hid it in his game's code without telling a soul, and Atari manufactured and shipped Adventure all over the world without knowing about the secret room. Genuine criticism here. I know that this is supposed to be an eccentric, wealthy person, but if the video just start, like, if this video had just trash all the dancing, all the bullshit, and just started with this in a more referential tone, as opposed to, like, a look at me, look at me being eccentric tone. I mean, he's rich. Yeah, but you you want me to stop making my point? I mean, do what you want, man. It seems like this would be more effective if it was just focused on the Easter egg and the reverence therein. Sure. Maybe. I'm, you know, I don't know. There's something to be said for uh, a little bit of flash. But, I mean, he's just, you see this? Warren Robinette thing, you see this? I did this with my virtual reality world. Yeah. Go yeah. go find the vault in the secret room in my virtual reality world. Right. And you can have billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Mm. The, the book is doing a lot of showing and not telling. Whatever. You want to try that one again, Joe? No, it's fine. <laughs> I said what I said. I would just say never never cry wolf. Yeah. You know? How about dancing with wolves? That's 90s too, I think. 
It is. Yeah. I don't know. This feels like there's going to be a red dawn. Wolverines. I agree. It's definitely a, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's just the thing, you know? Can we get yeah. on with this? Or there, It feels like there's just this weird thing floating over this book. I could describe it as a phantom menace. That was You're on. not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't reference your childhood. Reference our childhood. Exactly. I just wanted to be included. You're not. Just sit there quietly and look pretty. Right? That's that's what you're here for. All right. Look pretty. It's a valuable thing for radio. Come on, David. Girls just want to have fun. In fact, go get a brush and brush your hair so we can watch you brush your hair while we do this podcast. <laughs> what? I I. What? He's got beautiful hair, Joe. Watching him brush it is brings that like me a, pleasure. I was going to say, is that like a, a very specific fetish of yours? Or He's got gorgeous hair, Joe. I want to watch him brush it. It's because he's bald, okay? Bald is beautiful, Chris. <laughs> God damn it. I do want to make it past this intro. Yeah, I know. I know we but should. We do, we're just like, going why? on weird. <laughs> That said, we have been doing this for like 40 minutes and haven't really it's because gotten we don't anywhere. let David read. That's what I hear from people all the time. <laughs> I'm just waiting Damn, for David. <laughs> the knockoff of this called Ready Player Juan. That deserves complete silence. I feel Fuck like you, you're Chris. more likely <laughs> if you're going to be casually racist, you could have at least gone for Ready Player Jean because, you know, the Chinese knockoffs. I thought that was going to be God, Irish, like the Sean. Yeah. It's a common name, John. Lots of cultures have it. Oh, lots of humans do have it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. You know what would be really funny? God damn it, Chris. What? No, Chris, you don't know what would be really funny. All right? That's the whole fucking problem that we were just talking about. What if we just took all, like, the Scottish and the Irish, and we, like, knocked them unconscious, and we switched them around, and then they woke up and were like, I I guess I'm Irish now. That's not how anything works. right before you said that thing, was there this tiny voice in the back of your head that was like, no, Chris, no, Chris, no, Chris, no, Chris, and then you just ignored it and did it anyway? I don't think Chris has that mechanism. (laughs) That voice is not there. There were a bunch of little voices, and they were all saying, do it. (laughs) You know, Chris, we have the technology for you to message me the full, (laughs) like, script of what you are getting ready to say. And I will, the way I'll parse this out to you is, is you send me the message, and I'll either do this, or it'll just be this. (laughs) (laughs) joke would land a lot better if the people at home could see us yeah this is radio look this isn't for them all right this is for chris we're trying to work out a system here okay maybe the casually racist jokes work in bumpkin tennessee or wherever the fuck he is but here on the moon we don't we don't fucking allow that shit there were no consideration my and and and, I'm, and if i'm putting words in your mouth chris tell me and i'll apologize don't apologize the entire machine of chris's brain was juan is a name that kind of sounds like one this is going to be a clever pun that i'm about to make <laughs> I know what his intent was. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so what you're saying is, is that we're going to stop reading this book. Yeah. This nostalgia stuffed book. Because clearly we've just gone so far off the rails. 
and then I'm going to go into the furnace. Yeah, and then we'll come back and we can do some more of it. And that'll, that'll give you something to look forward to. Exactly. Actually, the sweet piece of oblivion, I don't look forward to anything. Must be nice. <laughs> now, whatever Internet Kane is doing right now with the information gleaned from this episode probably can't be good. <laughs> it's weird that he mostly just uses that to play video games. Yeah. Is it really weird? But, like, we all have unlimited access to information at our fingertips at all times it's true mostly and use porn. it to play video games don't forget the porn yeah and to look up facts about serial killers i mean i don't know i heard there was a a series of funny hacks that happened at getter the trumpian twitter replacement we don't know who did that i don't know anything about any of that huh? well, that's because you don't have an internet david floating around that's true <laughs> i should get on that we should talk it hurts Oh, man. It always hurts. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Actually, it would be better to say it, it hurts always. That's only because that's the one part of your brain that we set up for that. So any experience you have is pain. And what you think you enjoy is just less intense pain. But everything is pain at the end of the day. I'm pretty sure that's just the internet. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The internet is for pain. That's right. Does anybody else have anything stupid that they feel the need to say, or can we all get on with our day? We figure we just let you finish this off with that. Okay. I mean, I'm probably going to say something stupid, but I am definitely going to remind you to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com. Dot what? Where you can dot com. Okay. I was just checking. I said it correctly. Did you, Joe? Asked you. It's not just uh, where you can. What? Lightly scented vinegar water? I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a risk of urinary tract infections? It's not probably. if you stuff it up your ass. I was going to say. Are you not yeah. about to <laughs> say, like, no. wait a minute. Wait, Joe, wait a minute. Joe, where does your pee come from? <laughs> wait, pee doesn't come from <laughs> the butt? I'm, picturing I'm doing Joe, it wrong. I think you need to change are. your diet. You definitely need to change your diet. Especially Maybe. if you're pooping out of your dog. Joe walking around with an edible bag that just goes up his pee hole. I think that's that goes beyond changing diet. That's consulting a doctor. At that <laughs> yeah, point. something like, has, yeah, has you, gone badly wrong. You got your wiring twisted. <laughs> I'm gonna tell people to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com now. I mean, if you must. First, we must let everyone know that poop is stored in the balls. God fucking damn it. <laughs> yep, where you can uh, find all of the things that we do. If you're a YouTube listener, like, sub fuck me, like, subscribe, <laughs> click the bell. Uh, you can't solicit those types of interactions without going on a date first. I mean, some people just want to hook up, King, and, and that's fine. Yeah, but I mean, you, you just, I'll see you at my apartment in 10 minutes or we go to the, the motel. I mean, hell. that's basically grinder, from what I understand, at least when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Just no catch hookups, I think, was the, uh, the intent of that. Yeah. Sounds exhausting. So yeah, go to that website. If you're a YouTube listener, do all the normal YouTube things. Thank you for listening. We're, We're sorry. sorry. God, so sorry. And this has been a production of Brainworms Podcast. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod Number no. 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listing app.
He's got gorgeous hair, Joe. I want to watch him brush it. 